Welcome to another edition of the Wandering Coach Podcast. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed uh, that nice little intro. If you didn't hear it in the fifth one, that was uh, G-Love. And uh, it's just an intro I'm trying out, so look for uh, maybe some experimentation with the intros in the future. All right, before we get started, quick bit of business. The something that you should very much support is... Patent Trolls going after the Adam Carolla show. Basically, they are attacking the show, um, and it has nothing to do with their individual show, but really just podcasting in general. They just happen to be the one large show that they've gone after first. So we need to support them, help them win this legal battle so it protects the right of all podcasters in the future. If you want to hear more, I do a little bit more of a full discussion in episode five, but the place where you can go to help out is fundanything.com backslash or forward slash whatever that normal slash is that they use for websites i think it's called forward slash anyways fundanything.com forward slash patent troll okay um one more thing please go to the wanderingcoach.com and click on the amazon link that's on the sidebar and also under the support tab you can choose to do all of your amazon shopping through the wandering coach amazon portal And what that does is it gives us a small percentage of everything that you buy on Amazon. And it doesn't change anything about the normal Amazon process, right? You go in, you go to thewanderingcoach.com first, you click on our Amazon thing, brings you to the Amazon homepage, you go about your business, everything that you buy after clicking through our link without closing the tab, of course, is a small percentage goes to us. And when I say us, I mean me. And when I mean me, I mean this podcast. So do everything that you can to support that podcast. all that money that I receive, if I receive any, <laughs> is going to go in towards uh, making this podcast uh, better in the future. All right, that's it. Let's get into it. So my plan for this episode, episode six, I'm going to call it Stay the Course, I think. And really what I want to talk about is right now at the CrossFit gym that I work at, C Street CrossFit, awesome place, uh, we are doing this thing called the Primal Challenge. And Primal being uh, the primal diet, the Mark Sisson thing, but um, even deeper than that, it's it's just a challenge trying to encourage people to make healthy lifestyle changes. And we are doing a body composition test at the beginning and the end of it to measure, you know, muscle gained and fat lost and all that kind of stuff. But for me, this challenge goes much much deeper than the challenge itself. Um, what's nice about these challenges is it gives people a shortened period of time for which they have to be quote unquote good. Um, And it's nice because when you put a time limit on it like that, people think that, oh, it's only eight weeks. I can, I can be good for eight weeks. But what's more meaningful about it is it, it really is a long enough time to, for them to see when they make changes, do they actually feel better? And that's the biggest thing is we want 
we want people not only to be good for these eight weeks, but this this eight-week challenge should be a demonstration of what could be if you were to incorporate some of these changes into your everyday life. And that is really, to me, what it's about is to make these healthy lifestyle changes. And when we say lifestyle, it's things that actually last a life, right? These these changes that you can incorporate for the rest of your life that are going to make it more healthy and fulfilling um, and uh, successful. Maybe not the successful in that sense, but successful in the uh, not getting sick, not getting ill, not getting injured sense. So um, the way that this challenge is working is we split it up and I have a team. Uh, Each coach has a team. There's four of us and it's kind of biggest loser style where we have our group of eight people or not eight people. I'm sorry. Uh, I think I have 17 or 18 people that I'm guiding. And um, but I want to bring this message out to everyone because in I sat down with my team at the beginning and had one-on-one conversations with a good majority of them, either in on an individual basis or in groups of uh, two, three, or four, and feel like I had the the same talk with almost everyone, which is great. You know, I love talking about this stuff, and uh, it's not a problem. But I feel like by putting uh, some of the things that I had to say to them in a podcast, I can bring bring that benefit to a larger audience and at the very least, bring it to all the other teams on this challenge. So what I want to get into is not necessarily what sort of things are good for you. Everyone knows the what of how to eat and how or what what kind of things you can incorporate into your life to have a healthier lifestyle. But the how, how do I incorporate it? And how do I stick with it? And how do I make these lasting changes seems to be the bigger issue. And I, I have a couple pieces of advice that I always like to share with people. And they're, they're things that I incorporate into my lifestyle. And I find them really, really beneficial. Um, and the first thing that I want to emphasize is that we're all a product of our decisions, right? Every single thing that you do, you have at least two options, usually a lot more than that. And the more, you know, I don't necessarily like the good and bad because we'll get into it in a sec. I don't necessarily think that there are things that are universally good or things that are universally bad, but we'll use the terms good and bad for now. The more good decisions you make, you bring up the average. The more bad decisions you make, you bring down the average. So you want to have a lifetime full of good decisions. That seems obvious, right? We have a nice high average and that's really what it's about. Um, it's not about being perfect for a week and then falling off the wagon. It's about incorporating lasting changes and being at a, at a very healthy average level. Um, so, uh, going back to that thing where I say, I don't think that there is a universally bad thing you could do or a bad choice. We all know the types of things that we would consider a bad choice, right? Eating that cupcake, staying up late, drinking, whatever it may be. Um, And while it's easy to argue that those things are always always have an adverse effect on you, I will agree with that on an individual basis. I think that, uh, you know, staying up late is going to not be as good for you as going to bed earlier and getting more sleep. But I will say that 
st- choosing to stay up late is not a universally bad decision, right? Just like drinking, just like having that piece of cake, whatever it may be that you deem bad, it's not always a bad thing, right? Uh, it's all about your average and everything is a choice. And really what we want to do is make informed decisions. It's not about expecting ourselves to be perfect or saintly. It's just about being realistic with yourself and knowing what you're doing going into it, right? It's all these informed decisions that we're trying to make. So for example, we, uh, I'm presented with the opportunity to go out with a bunch of friends, go to a concert, uh, have plenty of drinks, have a great time, stay out late on the surface, it could be argued that that's a bad decision. But if I do it going in, it's, it's, it's a great time. And if I do it this weekend and I have a great time, it's kind of a special occasion to see all my buddies. Uh, it's going to be real easier to not drink at an occasion that's less special. Or maybe the better example has to do with eating, right? If I've been, if I've been really, really good about eating certain things, saying no to others, all that kind of stuff. And there is, you know, something that looks really, really good. I've been good for weeks. In that situation, the right decision might be to just say yes, eat a cupcake, uh, knowing that if I do it this one time, it might it might actually make it easier to stay good again for the next couple of weeks, right? So if you're going to feel deprived and you're going to say no to that cupcake this time, but it's going to make you go nuts and feel like you're deprived and you're going to go on a crazy binge where you fall off the wagon next week, then the right decision in that moment is to eat the cupcake right now, right? Reward yourself. Know that it's a one-time thing. Eat it. Enjoy it. Don't feel bad about it and go right back on to, uh, to the types of things that you know are a little bit better for you. So now that is a slippery slope, we can use that type of reasoning to justify doing pretty much anything at any time. So obviously, incorporating things in that manner are uh, are a little bit of a challenge. But just be realistic, be honest with yourself, and try to, try to really uh, incorporate the things when you know you need them and, and say no uh, as much as you can. So one way that I like to think about this, I like metaphors, helps us all kind of visualize things and make sense of things. And the metaphor that I think comes to mind for all of this is imagine imagine your life as walking along a path, right? And imagine making 100% what we would consider good or correct or healthy decisions uh, to be walking a perfectly straight line. And... Inevitably, if we zoom in on uh, on a day or a week or a relatively short amount of time, that path's going to look pretty meandering, right? Imagine each each correct decision is a is a step forward um, or a step back towards center, and each uh, each quote unquote bad decision is a sidestep off off of your nice straight line there, right? And inevitably, every day, every week is made up of all sorts of decisions, plenty of bad ones. I, I, I probably do something every day that I'm not terribly proud of, maybe every week. <laughs> um, but inevitably, if we look at a very short period of time, that path's going to look pretty meandering. But if we stay relatively close to center, basically stay, stay on our path, when I zoom out a little bit and I look at a month, that line kind of looks 
pretty straight. When I zoom out even further at a year, that line's looking pretty darn straight. And when I zoom out and I look at a whole lifetime, that line basically looks like a straight line, right? It might be a little fuzzy in places, but it's overall a straight line. So it's only when we have these huge swings to where you can actually see see uh, these big things. So maybe maybe someone falls into a a 20 year, uh, you know, battle of unhealthy decisions. And when you zoom out and you look at a whole lifetime, that's the kind of stuff that you can see. So if we try to keep ourselves as close to center as possible, when you zoom out and you look at a whole lifetime, it basically looks like a straight line, right? So what this is emphasizing is that all of those, those, those slight sidesteps on a daily basis or a weekly basis are okay. They're absolutely okay. It's it's unrealistic to expect yourself to be perfect, and holding yourself to that standard can be damaging when you're trying to incorporate all this stuff um, on a lifestyle. Right? It's all it's all about the bigger picture. So we're not only a product of our decisions, but we're also a sum of all of our decisions. Right? So that's trying to keep it as close to that straight line as we possibly can. Now, this is easy to talk about, easy to say, easy to make metaphors about, but how do you actually stick to something like this on a daily basis? That's the daily battle, right? I can, I can talk about this on, on the scale of a lifetime, and you can all say, yeah, that sounds great. I agree with that. What a great way of looking at it. But if we can't stick to something like this on a individual decision basis or on a daily basis, then it becomes meaningless. So my best piece of advice towards incorporating this type of stuff and really staying the course on a daily basis is to keep a journal. And you can call it a health journal, you can call it a food journal, whatever you want. Um, I did this for a long time and it's it was the biggest learning experience of my own health and fitness and just my own body uh, that I could ever imagine. And I absolutely encourage it to everyone. And the biggest things that I like about the journal is that it kind of teaches you self-reliance and it teaches you to be accountable to yourself, right? So you don't ever have to show your journal to anyone. You don't have to show it to your friends or your spouse. You don't ever have to show it to your coach that's trying to help you through all this, this stuff. If you want, it can be 100% personal. And I think it actually is good when it's like that because everything that you do, you're, you're then going to tell yourself about later. And it's going to help you be honest with yourself and hold you accountable to yourself, right? So you're, you're much less likely to go on a crazy uh, sidestep from a nice straight line uh, and eat, you know, half a pie and seven cheeseburgers and then drink a 30 pack. If you then have to sit down later with a pen and your notebook and go, one half a pie, seven burgers, 30 beer, right? It's, it's, it's going to be a lot harder if you know you're going to have to go and write it down later. That was the biggest thing that I noticed right off the bat is, is I felt myself going, well, I don't want to have to write that down, so maybe I just won't do this, or maybe I'll just have half, or whatever it is, right? You get better and better about holding yourself accountable to yourself. Um, and then the other thing I noticed was when I didn't, do stuff that, you know, we deem bad or I did things that we would consider good decisions. I was really proud of them and I couldn't wait to write them down in my journal. And that is the second piece of it, right? So it, it goes hand in hand, but this is almost the more valuable piece in that 
each time you do do something good, that's a tiny little victory. And in writing it down for yourself, you get to wallow in that victory, right? You get to celebrate a second time when you go down and you write about it and, you know, it's like, yeah, I am proud of myself. Look, I did do this, whatever it, it may be. Look, oh, I passed up on the cupcake and I had a salad for lunch. Awesome. Write it down, you know, um, because it is a small little victory. And that I think is the biggest thing about it is you realize that you do more of the good stuff than you actually realize. And it's really, really easy to push the good things that you did uh, to the back of your memory and let the things that you're less proud of float to the surface and kind of dwell on those and let yourself stew in them, right? You know, so you could have had an awesome day, but if you slipped up once and you and you drank a soda or or whatever, um, that's going to be what you take away from the day. And if you're writing everything in a journal and you see a whole record of the day and you see, yeah, look, I did have this for breakfast and it was great. And then I had this and then, oh, you know what? Look, at three o'clock, I did have that soda. And then I got back on track and I had this good dinner, blah, blah, blah. Um, You're able to look at the day as a whole and go, no, you know what? That actually was a pretty good day. I was pretty good. Look at all these good things I did. And it's, it's nice because it's a way to dwell on the things that you did, you did do right. And, uh, that's a huge piece of it. Staying positive and realizing that that it is easy enough to incorporate all of these things, and you probably do incorporate a lot of them. Um, but it's it's real easy to dwell on the things that we are a little bit less proud of, right? So um, I like I like the self reliance piece of it. It's uh it's great to really feel like you don't necessarily need anyone. All you have to do is uh, is be realistic with yourself and hold yourself accountable, and you can you can make any change that you want to. Um, and building that self reliance is uh, is such a huge piece of it, right? There's there's always going to be help along the way, people that give you guidance, people that hold you accountable, all that kind of stuff. But but building that self reliance and feeling confident that you can you can handle this type of stuff and you can make these type of changes on your own is uh, is such a valuable thing, probably bigger than the individual decisions themselves because that translates into other areas of your life, especially when it comes to stuff in the gym. You know, you just know that if you, if you stick to these things and you work, you, you will get them and you, you will find success because you have that, that confidence and that self-reliance in yourself. And I think that's, that's such a valuable thing. And if I can get people on my team and uh, the other teams at the gym and anyone else that might happen to listen to this to just take away that piece of it, um, it would be so valuable. Um, the last thing that we can say about keeping a journal, the, the last benefit that it can really bring you is you can incorporate some self-experimentation into your lifestyle. So once you get on more or less a plan that you can stick to and that works for you, I, I kept a journal for a little bit over a year and learned a lot. I wrote down all this stuff and it was an increasing amount of detail. I started incorporating, I, I started writing times and relative amounts. And then if things made me feel good or if I was proud of something or if I worked out in there, how I felt during the workout, I started writing that in, started writing sleep in. So you have, you're basically just collecting data, collecting data on your life. And the more that you have to look at, the more that you can try to figure out which factors are leading to feeling 
what way. And uh, that's a really cool thing to be able to figure out for yourself. If you can realize, okay, so I don't feel very good in this situation or I am having trouble sleeping or whatever it may be, you can look at what types of things you might want to change. And if you have a clear picture of what you're already doing and what you're sticking to, then you can start tweaking some of those those variables in your life. And that was probably the most fun part for me. I understand that this gets a little bit uh, bordering on mixing of the nerdy and the health and fitness lifestyle, but um, maybe that's just a little bit of who I am. Uh, but it's really, really neat. You learn so much about your body and about your own quest towards being as healthy as you can be. And it's fun to play with all of these different variables, right? I I landed on a program where I didn't see a whole lot of change. Like I was at a, a place in my fitness that I was pretty happy with. And I had kind of leveled out as far as things that I was tweaking in my diet. I was very much at a place that was good. But then I wanted to start bulking up and putting on a little bit of size and some more strength. And I already had this record of what I was doing. So reading things and talking to people, I started making changes, started adding certain things into certain parts of the day, right? Add a sweet potato after a workout, drink a bunch more milk, start squatting at this time, trying to get even more sleep, blah, 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 all these different things. And it took me several months to find a system that really would allow me to put on the type of mass and strength gains that I was looking for. And I attribute a huge part of really figuring out a system that worked for me to keeping this journal and having a record of all of those things so that I could go through and figure out what I needed to change to uh, get the results I wanted. So if anyone's curious about more of that process, maybe that's a topic for a later podcast about my kind of my journey towards uh, getting a lot stronger and larger. Uh, a lot of those gains that I achieved a little while ago have fallen away through injury and uh, and a lightened workout schedule because of a heavier coaching schedule. But you know that's all that's all part of it, right? There's no bad decisions. It's all it's all a trade off, and we're just a product of those decisions. <laughs> so yeah, I hope that everyone can take away what I really wanted them to take away from this podcast, and that is that there really isn't any universally bad things, right? If you if you need to do something that you consider a bad thing, then you can go into it knowing how you're going to feel, knowing what type of effect it's going to have on you, and it's okay. It's okay to do those things, knowing what it's going to do to you and how you're going to feel, and knowing that if you just do it this one time, you're going to be able to jump right back onto that plan that you were on before. So it's not a slip up. It's not, it's not bad. I don't want it there to be any sort of negative feelings from doing these kind of things, right? It's all just a choice. I really, really, really want ice cream right now. Then go eat some ice cream. It's not a bad thing. And don't, and don't feel negative or guilty about it. Just know that it's not something that you can do all the time and don't have it when you don't really, really want it. It's as simple as that, right? So we just try to keep our average nice and high. We're all a product of those decisions and make as many ones that you're proud of as possible and you're going to see some awesome results. Keep a journal, write it all down, 
celebrate in the victories and push those to the forefront and do not dwell on the things that you might be a little bit less proud of. That's the takeaway for the stuff today. Please send this out to friends that are also going through a, a battle of trying to have a healthier lifestyle. I, I want this to go much, much broader than those people on my team, much broader than those people at C Street. Uh, every, I think that this is things that would be good to hear for anyone battling with, with really sticking to some of the lifestyle changes that they they know will help them. All right. That's it for the day. Couple quick things before we wrap up. If you know, please go to the fundanything.com slash patent troll. Help the Adam Carolla show out. Uh, please do all of your Amazon shopping through the wanderingcoach.com. Click on the Amazon link and it'll bring you to the homepage, but we'll get a percentage of all that stuff that you buy. I know I'm going to do all of my shopping that way. And please feel free to contact me at for anything about the show. I love to hear back from people, whether it's a criticism, nothing's too harsh or whether it's praise. Um, maybe go a little bit light on that one too. We don't need to be getting crazy, but I love to hear from anyone that's listened to the show and please feel free to connect with me on any way that you can. So it's thewanderingcoach.com, Facebook, The Wandering Coach, Instagram, and Twitter at Wandering Coach. And then you can email me at justin at thewanderingcoach.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I appreciate the support. See you guys soon. Bye-bye.